Welcome to Craft of Code, a podcast brought to you by Linode that explores the stories of developers, entrepreneurs, and enterprises of all sizes from all over the world who share our mission to make cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible to all. We all love our Macs. Maybe the only thing we love more about them are the stories and rumors about what the next ones will look like. And bringing that informational goodness to us is a site founded in 2009 by Federico Vitici called, appropriately enough, Mac Stories. What Federico started has become the source for a mix of in-depth coverage of Apple news, app reviews, and opinions that attract millions of readers every month. It's grown to include an exclusive club and a weekly podcast. And it's made possible by some amazing technology. We're joined today by Federico and Mac Stories managing editor John Voorhees. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. So a lot of folks in our industry and beyond know the name Mac Stories. You started out as a newsletter and are now one of the go-to sources for all things Apple. Federico, Mac Stories is your creation. How did you get started doing this? And what was your vision for when it started? Did you think it was going to blow up and get this big? Yeah, no, good question. Well, um, <laughs> initially, so it wasn't a newsletter. Initially, it was just a blog. Uh, it, all the way back in 2009, newsletters, they were not as popular as they are these days. <laughs> They're back in fashion now. But at the time, blogs, right? The, the good old-fashioned blog format was the sort of de facto way to get yourself noticed yep. and my idea was at the time basically i wanted to write about apple because i was spending so much time on online forums um, and i figured you know why should i publish my thoughts and report on this news and rumors on somebody else's forum where when i could just have my own website and so initially, uh, in April 2009, I opened up MacStories.net. And for the first few months, being from Italy, I thought, you know, it's going to be nice maybe if I run this publication in two languages. So I was doing the articles both in Italian and in English. And then I realized it just isn't worth it, you know, to have a smaller audience in Italy. I want Mac Stories to be, you know, one of the leading websites. Like my dream was to be as big as other websites that have been around for decades already. And so I figured, you know, English, is, I, I, want, I wanted it to be more international, reach a wider audience. Uh, so while at first I had no idea that, you know, um, 12, 13 years later, we would be where we are right now in terms of our company that spans a website and, and the club and the newsletter and multiple podcasts. I had no idea that that could happen, but I knew that I wanted that. So I knew that I wanted to grow. It just was a matter of putting in the work every day, you know, for multiple years to get here. And when you talk about that growth, right, when you when you moved forward with expanding the Mac Stories kingdom, you know, what were the technology, what were some of the early technology challenges that you and your developers faced, some of the big hurdles that you had to overcome? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> initially, the, the website was running on a, on a shared server um, out of a, out of a, uh, out of an, a server farm in Italy. You know, one of those shared hosting, um, like multiple websites running off the same computer type 
scenarios. And, um, and, and the challenge there was, well, I'm, I'm bootstrapping this, right? I'm, I'm, I'm putting in my money into this. So we, we didn't have access to any fancy technology. Any, you know, we didn't have a team of developers. It was just me and another guy. And initially, we were doing the, the thing that at the time, you know, sort of the web 2.0 era, everybody else was doing, which is, okay, I'm just going to install WordPress on this and I'm just going to grab a free theme (laughs) that I find via Google search and we're going to customize that a little and that's going to be our website. Um, uh, After a couple of years, as, you know, things were picking up in terms of, you know, selling advertisements, for example, and getting traffic, um, we realized, okay, now we can do a more sort of professional um, type you know, uh, look for the website. And so we made our own custom theme. Uh, but then over over the next, over the following years, throughout multiple redesigns, the challenge became, we are running this on a WordPress installation. And I want to do so much more that it's not just a blog anymore, right? Um, I realized I want Mac Stories to be more of a media company rather than just a blog. Um, I wanted to do podcasts and I wanted to do, you know, the, 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 the membership program for, for people, uh, for Club Mac Stories. And I wanted to have an integration with all those aspects. And so when John came in, I believe in 2016, 2015, 2015, end of 2015. End of 2015. So when John came in, that was sort of uh, the, the, uh, it was the catalyst, if you will, um, sort of uh, the, the person that believed in this kind of vision, right? That we wanted it to be more than a website. And therefore, it meant that we needed to play this long game over time of, okay, how do we convert a decade of work into a platform that can accommodate more than just a blog, but can have podcasts, can have memberships, can have digital products, uh, such as the, the, you know, the, the, the icons that we sell with Mac Stories Pixel. Um, how can we develop that for the next 15 years? of Mac stories. And, uh, so, and the challenge there was, you know, going through a transition, which we're still going through at the moment. Um, and it's going to take us a while, but ultimately the answer was, we just need to start over and just build it from scratch, from the ground up again, migrate all the work that we've done and do something new that, uh, can sort of sustain the vision that we have. Right, because success, as it often does, requires you to, no pun intended on this, think differently yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, about your technology infrastructure. And if I'm, if I'm correct, right, this is, you know, this is where Calliope enters, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Calliope is something that is very recent vintage. I mean, when I started in tw- at the end of 2015, we spent, we spent the next five years or so expanding Mac stories, adding the podcasts. Federico had recently, just before I joined, started Club Mac stories, which is our subscription service. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more? And I want to get into that too, as we go. Yeah. Yeah. We can circle back to that, but you know, we, we were, those five years were spent expanding what we do from a pretty straightforward blog into these other areas 
And it's been in the last year and a half or so that we've really started the transition program that Federico mentioned, because we realized that, you know, we were, we had evolved Mac Stories into kind of a hub and spoke system where MacStories.net sat at the center of a bunch of different things we were doing. And that worked pretty well. However, it wasn't, it didn't have the integration between different things we were doing that we really wanted because we have people coming to all these different sites right now. And what we really want them to be able to do is have a unified experience. And to do that, we really needed to switch horses in terms of our technology stack. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and with that technology stack, right. So Calliope comes in, you also, you know, around the same time, I believe you also started a relationship with Linode and this little technology, uh, this upstart technology called Kubernetes. Uh, <laughs> yes. so can you talk a little bit about, you know, two things here? One, one, why, why Linode, right? With all of the, you know, some of the larger players out there, why Linode? And then what does Kubernetes do for Mac Stories? Um, I'm going to try my best not to botch the explanation <laughs> that our developer Alex gave us. Um, but essentially, our idea was, so we Alex looked around um, after I explained sort of my vision for what we wanted to build, which was, I imagine in the next, you know, five years to have Mac stories, as John said, at the center of all the things we do as the hub where people go, you know, millions of people every month go to the Mac stories homepage just to see what's new, right? Just to see, let me see what Mac stories published. And we wanted to tap into that potential to make it easier for readers to, you know, also find the latest episodes of our podcasts or, you know, the latest issues of our newsletters. And on top of all that, we also wanted to really go all in on publishing on the web. So we're still publishing our, our Cloud Mac Stories newsletter as a newsletter, but we've also converted uh, six years of content into proper articles on the web with a link that you can open in any web browser. I'm a big believer in using open web technologies for all of this. And so I told Alex, I want Mac Stories to be the central hub where people can find all the things we do. And so he looked around and he came back to us with this idea of microservices, essentially a way to build a platform and scale it up over time in a way that all the different Mac stories components, um, which power the technologies that we call Calliope, are actually all these individually, you know, separate microservices that talk to each other. And now I cannot get into the technicalities of all this because I'm not the developer. But effectively, Alex said, the best way that we can build this is via Kubernetes. And I think the best platform for that is Linode. So we got to work and we approached this. Like I always like to do, we started small with a foundation that we knew could grow over time. That's why we started from the club rather than the main Mac Stories website, which is, I, I believe John can, can add some context to this. But yeah, we decided we're going to start smaller with a, with a website that is six years old, not 12 years old, but then we can grow, we can grow from there. Right, exactly. And the idea behind the club and starting there was, although six years of content is a lot of content, it was still a much smaller data set. 
and a very structured data set because it was in the form of HTML emails that we could take and import. And Alex built a, basically he built a complex regex parser for us that took HTML emails and turned them into websites. And then we went through and cleaned everything up. So that's, you know, roughly 350 weekly newsletters and another, I don't know, um, another two or 200 or so monthly, something like along those lines. It's a lot of content, but it's nowhere near as much as is on Mac stories right now. And it also is content that's more periodic coming out either once a week or once a month. So it, the load on those, on those sites is less than on Mac story. So we thought we'd start there, see how it went and then roll it out from there because the club is, you know, it's a subscription service. So the, although these links are publicly available on the internet, you have to be logged in in order to see all the content. It, it helped keep the load at a level where we were confident that we weren't going to, you know, bring down the site with some sort of bug or something. And we've, we were, you know, very pleasantly surprised of how it went. I mean, for, from our standpoint, Linode made the most sense because it's, it, it allows us to kind of scale things very easily and not pay for, for services that we don't need for capacity that we don't need. We can start it with this smaller service, which is the club and then expand it over time as we go. And so Alex has built out, Calliope, which is based on your your Dallas um, your Dallas data center, mm-hmm. and then we've got a whole backup mirrored system over in London in yep. case there's ever any trouble in Dallas, for instance. So it's worked out really well, and the club has allowed us not only to kind of work out the kinks along the way, but then also evolve it afterwards and see kind of watch where the choke points were and where the load was and balance that all out with these microservices, which made doing that a lot simpler. Yeah. There's a, there's a common theme in a lot of what you're talking about, about trying stuff out and then growing from small, being able to scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, that's always been how I like to, to operate personally. Um, in everything that I do, I I don't like to. I always like to start small with with something, whether it's a podcast or or a series of articles, or in this case, you know, a new technology platform. Because we we've basically built our own CMS on you know with all of this, right um, on top of Kubernetes. On top of Kubernetes, yes, that's exactly what we've built. It's it's our own CMS that supports multiple types of media. It supports uh, articles. It supports um, podcasts. It supports connection uh, connections to our Discord community, so that members can also log in with their identity in our Discord server. And in the future, it will support the idea of an article can be free or an article can be paywalled for members of Clap Mac stories. Uh, but I always like to start small and and scale it up over time. Uh, I know that this is not, you know, uh, other websites, other publications like to do this differently. But I feel like for this kind of approach, like John said, Linux made the most sense because it's well known for that kind of scalability over time. And to be able to monitor, see how things go, where the choke points are and grow from there, which is why, you know, we ran the first couple of months. And then we all, we realized, okay, we can maybe optimize a few things here in terms of memory consum- consumption, and we can actually find room for a mirror of the uh, what we're running in Dallas. We can have it in, Jur- in Europe, in London, in case you know anything goes wrong. We can have a mirror there. So it was really a beautiful system that we've come up with, and it's now powering 
the club website as well as our internal use only uh it's a little web app that we've built for ourselves to handle image uploads and compression uh and in the future uh and of course it's also running the app stories website which is the website for our podcast and in the future of course the big test for all of this the bigger test will be mac stories itself which is uh what we're working on at the moment right now for next year nice how how you know how important was as i'm listening to you um describe that how important was having control to you know to how you were building out calliope uh, I'm, as john can confirm i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm a bit of a control very freak. important <laughs> so, very very important um, again other publications other websites like to do this differently and I'm not saying that my approach is the absolutely right approach, but I, as much as possible, I like to avoid dependencies. I like to have full control over the technologies that I use. That's why, as a, you know, as as a publisher, I am always sort of a, a very skeptical uh, of anything that in, that involves lock-in. Right, being locked into an ecosystem, being locked into a service. Um, I publish my stories on Mac stories in plain text. It's Markdown. It's an open format. Uh, I have an open RSS feed. Anybody can subscribe. Um, that's just how I like to do things. And in terms of technology, uh, th the same approach is true. We built a, a system that is relatively portable, uh, that supports all the open web uh uh, technologies that we like, like RSS, for example. Um, and yes, I, I, I feel like it's some, this is the, you know, you can choose what, what is the expression? You got to choose between what is right and what is easy. And I like to choose what is right for me. And it's never easy, right? Because building right. things this right. way, it takes more time. Um, it costs more because it's more work for longer, but I've, the advantage of that, the upside is that when you always control your content and your technology stack, when you change your mind in the future, or if you want to grow, if you want to evolve, if you want to build something else on top of it, you're free to do so. Yeah, because that's one of the things that Calliope does for us is that it it allows us to run this system that is multimedia. It's no longer just a blog. It's no longer yeah. just written content. And WordPress doesn't work particularly well for that because it's not designed to work that way. And there are other platforms out there, but none of them really fit with exactly what we what our vision is for Mac Stories going forward, which is why we ended up building the CMS ourselves on top of you know the technologies that we're using with Linode. So let's let's go there then. Let's talk about what the vision is for Mac Stories going forward. And by the way, Federico, you had me at RSS. Well, uh, <laughs> Perfect. One of one of the things that that I really wanted to offer for the new Cloud Mac Stories that we launched in in August was, what if sure there's RSS, but what if you can go in there and there's a there's a little UI for you and you can build your own RSS feed. And that's one of the features that we're selling to to our plus uh, members, which is you go in there and there's essentially like a, an RSS field, feed builder UI where you pick and choose the sections that you want to follow and you make a custom RSS feed out of those. And, you, and it supports any 
potential combination of sections, authors, content. It's it's really beautiful. Um, but anyway, um, the, the vision. So I think overall, what we said a few minutes ago is exactly sort of the, the, the road that we're um, following at the moment, sort of the, the, the path that we're on, which is we're fortunate to have this single property, right? That is MacStories.net, which is the the, the, really the web the website that people have known for almost 13 years at this point, and millions of people go there every month. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people every day go there to see. Let me see what's new on the homepage. So we have this. We're fortunate to have this hub, but we are not really using it. To its full extent at the moment, right? Because if you go to MacStories.net right now, looks like a looks like a blog, really, and, and you need to click through too many sections to understand really that we do so many other things. Uh, we have multiple podcasts. We we have a membership program. We have Pixel where we sell digital products like uh, custom icons. Uh, we have an archive of hundreds of custom shortcuts that we made for Apple's uh, Shortcuts app. And the current homepage of MacStories.net doesn't really convey all of that. So the vision going forward is to really make it easy for people to get, sort of, if you will, get the full MacStories experience. So bring everything under a single umbrella, make it super easy to, to check out different types of content, from Mac Stories, sort of unify everything around the Mac Stories brand, um, and and I also now without spoiling too much because I one of the things about me that John also knows like I really like surprises. I really like surprising people with the things that we do. But broadly speaking, I think for Mac Stories Five, which would be the next version, we want to offer even more functionalities for people when it comes to reading, uh, exploring our catalog of content, um, really having a fantastic reading experience on the web, which is not something that a lot of websites prioritize. And I think it's something that, that we can do and do it right. Right. We want to give people an individualized experience too. I think that that's right at the core of what we're going to do with Mac stories five. Awesome. Well, I, for one, am incredibly excited about what you have coming and where you're going uh, with this, as well as where you've been. Uh, And I appreciate you taking the time with us today to talk about the talk about the Mac Stories story. And, uh, you know, and where can people find you both individually and, you know, we'll have the links in there, but where else? Should they know? What are the logistics? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram everywhere, really, as Vitici. That's V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And otherwise on uh, MacStories.net. Yeah, you can find me at MacStories.net, too. And on places like Twitter and Instagram, I'm always John Voorhees, at John Voorhees. J-O-H-N-V-O-O-R-H-E-E-S. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, and good luck. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Craft of Code. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to make sure you're the first to hear when we release future episodes. And we'd love it if you left a review. 